0: We are in week two of our series called In My Feelings. And last week we talked about uh, a certain subject that was called don't follow your heart. So if you weren't here last week, that might sound so contradictory to what you've ever heard in your life. But don't follow your heart is what we talked about last week. And tonight I want to talk about this. So if you've got your phone and you're taking notes or a notebook, I want you to write this down in your notes. It's just a season. Everybody just say real loud, it's just a season. It's just, a season. It's just A season. How many of you in here have siblings? Raise your hand. Yeah, a lot of you got siblings. All right, real quick. If you are the oldest, raise your hand. Oldest sibling. If you are the youngest sibling, raise your hand. My hand's in the air this time. I'm the youngest. All right. So a lot of you in here, you got siblings. I got an older sister. I got an older sister. Her name is Dana. All right. And me and my sister were four years apart. And me and my sister, one day when we were like, I was like seven, we were hanging out and she, uh, we were doing something. I don't know what we were doing, but we were doing something with books. I don't know why we were doing something with books, okay? And we were hanging out and we were talking and the older siblings in the room can relate to this. If you uh, have younger siblings, they annoy the crap out of you, right? Yeah, you can respond. It's okay. Yeah, we know. I was the younger sibling that annoyed the crap out of my older sister, all right? I did it on purpose, and all your younger siblings, they do it on purpose too. Don't let them fool you. And so I was doing something to annoy my older sister, right? And like older siblings, what they do when they uh, get annoyed is they retaliate and they beat you up. So my sister decided to take these books that we were dealing with. It was four hard-covered books in her hand. And she's like, my little brother is ticking me off right now. She took four hardcovered books and she threw them at my face. Just took them pelted them right at my face as hard as she could. I mean, like she was from like me to journey. You taking notes about me and my sister throwing books? Yeah, that's what I thought. You want me to take it? She was about from here to journey. All right, so my sister, that's me. Journey's me. She was from here through four hardcover books right at my face as hard as she could. Y'all, it made me so mad. It made me so mad. Has anybody ever done that to their siblings? Have you ever physically harmed your sibling before? Maybe not in a book way? Yeah. Okay, I'm not saying you should do it, but don't do it, all right? But, hey, sometimes they need it. My sister got revenge, though, when I got older and got bigger. She's not that big anymore. I'm, like, ten times her size, so it's, it's good. Anyway, but she threw these four hardcover books, man, and I just, as a seven year old what do I do? I mean, I started crying, okay? I was a baby back then, okay? So I started bawling my eyes out, and I just started crying. I just, I just let it out. And I was so mad and so frustrated. And any younger sibling, when the older sibling does something, what, is the older, what do you do as older siblings? You, you look at them and you go, don't you dare tell mom and dad. Don't you dare tell, don't you dare tell my parents. I'm gonna, and they'll do something worse, right? Any older siblings done this in the room? You, you threaten, you're, okay, you're all lying right now in church. But my sister, she did that to me. And I was like, she doesn't know, but I'm going to tell her. Soon as my mom got home, I remember running out to the driveway, went straight to my mom. And I was like, mom, first off, she gave me a black eye full on black eyes like look what Dana did to me and i was just crying and just belting it out I told on her i'm pretty sure she got in trouble i don't know but she didn't like me afterwards that's all i'm going to say but in that moment i felt all these emotions like i was a baby and cried i was so mad and angry at her i was frustrated because she threw four hard covered books how dare she why not the soft covered ones why they got to be hard covered okay and i was so emotional anybody in here emotional it's okay to be emotional i'm emotional all right i'm emotional and in that moment I was so emotional, I was revengeful, all of these different things, but just because in that moment I was feeling all of these different feelings doesn't mean that in that moment I was defined by those emotions, right? I was a seven-year-old kid, obviously I'm gonna cry, but today if you know me and if you don't know me, I'm gonna tell you, I'm not a crier. Ask my wife she like begs me to cry in certain situations. She's like, please cry for me. I just, I can't cry. Anybody can't cry in the room? You're just not a crier? Good. It's, there's no shame. Most guys, we can relate to this right now because most guys are not criers, okay? Girls, it's a different story. It's okay. You guys have the, the feeling to cry. We don't, okay? But I'm not a crier anymore. Back then, heck yeah, I was a crier. I let all the tears go, okay? But just because in that moment I was crying does not mean I'm defined now as a person who cries, Right? And I think in today's day and age, and we're talking about emotions tonight, in today's day and age, I think a lot of times we label ourselves by how we feel. What do I mean by that? When maybe I feel sad, I'm now going to label myself as a sad person. Oh, I'm just a sad person. Or maybe you've been sad in a situation around other people, and now those people see you as a sad person, so now they label you as, oh, bro, Josh is just a sad person. He's just a sad dude. Or maybe you're, you've been angry more often than not, and now you're angry around friends. Maybe you've been in an angry situation. You've shown your anger, and now your friends maybe have labeled you as, ah, Josh, bro, he's just an angry person. And we label maybe ourselves, but also we get labeled by other people. And other people are telling us who we are based on our emotions. And maybe you can relate to this tonight. Maybe you can't. That's okay. But I believe a lot of times... We're labeled by how we feel. And I want to encourage you tonight, so maybe you're taking notes and you want to write this down. You aren't defined by how you feel. I think there's somebody in this room that needs to hear that because you think you're defined by how you feel right here, right now. Maybe you're going through a season. It's just a season. Maybe you're going through a season right now in life. Maybe something's going on in your life. You're angry all the time. Maybe you're sad all the time. Maybe you're frustrated all the time. And you have labeled yourself as that thing. Can I tell you, you are not defined by how you feel. You are not defined by how you feel. See, Satan, if you didn't know and you're new to church, you're new to this idea of Christianity, you're new to Jesus, can I tell you, there's a guy out there in the world, his name is Satan, and this dude wants to take you out. If you didn't know this, Satan is a guy who wants to tempt you to do all the wrong things all the wrong things. He wants to lead you down a path that you are not supposed to walk down. And see, Satan, he wants nothing more than to make you feel terrible about yourself. He wants you to beat yourself up. And not only that, but he wants to keep you right there. So he wants you to label yourself as an angry person. He wants you to label yourself as an anxious person. He wants you to label yourself as a person who bullies other people. He wants you to label yourself as all of these things because once you label something, it's hard to change it. You can't go into the store, take off a label on a cereal box and put it on a different cereal box. It just doesn't work. Like you can't can't change the label on a cereal box. So we think we can't change the label on our life. But see, that's what the enemy wants to do is he wants you to believe that you're stuck. He wants you to believe that you can't change who you are and how you feel. But see, I wanna encourage you, and that's why tonight the title of this message is called, It's Just a Season. Because in life, you will go through seasons. What do I mean by seasons? See, if you didn't know this, we have seasons here in Illinois. Does anybody know how many seasons we have? Four. We have four seasons here. What are they? Winter, spring, summer, and fall. Every single season we have pretty much lasts about three months. And every single one of those seasons, they last about three months, and then guess what? We step into the next season, all right? And then after that, we step into the next season. See, seasons aren't meant to last forever. Remember that. Seasons are not meant to last forever. But see, when you're stuck in a season in your life you think it's going to last forever. I've been in multiple seasons of my life. I'm going to talk about one of my seasons later tonight in the end of my message. I've been through a lot of seasons where in that moment where I'm feeling angry, frustrated, upset, sad, whatever, I'm like, man, this is just going to last forever. I'm never going to get out of this season. I'm never going to get out of how I'm feeling. I'm never going to get away from this. But see, seasons come and go. And I think somebody in here needs to hear that because you're walking through some kind of season and you're saying to yourself, it's never going to change. I'm always going to feel like this. See, we are leaving the season right now of summer and we're heading into fall. And fall is amazing. Who loves fall? Cold weather. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm ready for it, okay? I live in an apartment that has, like, AC units. And the other day when it was, like, 99 degrees outside, my apartment was, like, 80 when I was going to bed. Anybody ever sleep in an 80-degree house when you're going to bed? Not fun, all right? So I'm, I'm ready for winter, all right? I'm ready for cold, okay? But we're about to go into fall. And summer only lasted three months. See, whatever it is you are walking through, your pain, maybe hurt, maybe you're in a season of worry, Maybe you're in a season of frustration. Maybe you're in a season of being anxious just all the time. I'm just anxious. Maybe you're in a season of depression. Maybe you're in a season where something bad happened to you in your life. Maybe with your family. Maybe you personally. Every season is meant to be over. It's not meant to last. And your emotions, what you walk through, will only last for a season. See, so often I think we like to hide our problems. And see, I want to encourage you with this tonight because when we're talking about seasons and what we go through, see, I want you to understand this. A season will only end if you give it to God. And I want you to hear me because so often I think we like to hide our problems. I think we like to cover up what we're walking through. In this generation, we have to go to school and we have to act like we have it all together. We go to school, we have to act like we're the cool guy. We have to go to school and we have to act like everything's chill. We come to church and we have to act like somebody else. See, I talked about that last week, pretending to be somebody that you're not. And we have to hide what we're going through because if we show any emotions, we show what we're actually dealing with, People might look at us differently. And I mainly want to speak to the guys in the room right now because girls, it's still struggle for you, but I know, girls, it's easier to share maybe with other people. But for guys, it's not cool to talk about things. It's not cool to tell people or tell our bros in, in a game night, yo, bro, I'm really depressed lately. That just doesn't come up. We're never in a circle or an opportunity where guys just vent their feelings, all right? Girls, you have your slumber parties, and that's just, you guys talk, okay? This is what happens. Guys, we play video games. We beat each other up. That's what we do, okay? So we don't talk about our emotions. We just fight each other. That's how we deal with it. But we like to hide our problems. See, we all have stuff that we walk through, and I think a lot of times we like to hide our problems. And, like, when your parents tell you to clean your room, sometimes you clean your room, but sometimes you just shove everything under the bed or in the closet, right? Right? Don't deny it. Don't lie. We lying? Okay, we're in church. And we like to hide stuff. We're like, mom comes into the room. Hey, clean your room. Okay, I'm just going to throw everything in the closet so that when mom opens the closet, it falls on her, you know? And we hide everything. But see, guess what happens? As I just explained it right there, is eventually you got to open that closet door. And eventually it's going to come out. <laughs> and eventually you're going to have to deal with the mess. Or eventually you're going to shove so much stuff under your bed that it's going to come to the point where you can't fit anything else. And eventually you're gonna have to clean out the bed. You're gonna have to clean out from under the bed. It's the same thing with your life. Can I tell you the more that you hide, the more that you retreat, and the more that you deny what you're walking through, can I tell you one day, it might be years from now, it might be tomorrow, but one day you're gonna snap and everything's just gonna explode out of you like a cannon. And it's going to be because you hid so much in your life and you denied what you were feeling and you you retreated how you were feeling and you hid how you were feeling. See, a season will end when you talk about it. A season in your life, what you walk through in life, will end when you give it to God. You got to do something with it. You got to do something with the mess in your room. You got to do something with the mess in your life. You can't just ignore it. You can't just run away from it. You can't just hide from it. Because one day you will have to deal with it. And can I tell you, how do you deal with it? Is you give it to God. You give it to him. See, I want to talk about something that last year came to my mind and had a lot of students tell me that they didn't know how to do this. And I want to talk about a subject called prayer. Anybody ever heard of the word prayer? Raise your hand. If you've heard of prayer. Cool. Cool. I want to talk about prayer. Because this is one of the easiest ways every single day for you to give what you're walking through to God. See, prayer gives you a safe place to bring your intense feelings to God. Gives you a safe space. Prayer can be a transformative encounter with God. See, there's a there's a, a week that we had called Mission Peoria and a lot of students in this room went to this week, and I want to talk about one of the nights, and a couple of people in the room, you already know where I'm going with this. One night at Mission Pure. so basically Mission Pure was a week-long missions trip where every single day we would serve the community, we would come back, we would do a Metro Kids, teach kids about Jesus, we would come back to a church, and we would worship just like what you had up here. We would worship, have fun, dance, and then we would hear a message. And then afterwards, we would go into small groups, which we're going to do tonight. Then we would go into small groups, And every single night we did this, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, every night. Every single night in small groups, I would ask our guys. I had the guys for our group. Every single night I would ask them, how was that, how was the message, blah, 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 the whole shindig. And then at the end I'd be like, does anybody have anything they want prayer for? Maybe in your life, maybe what you saw today, maybe what's going on. And we got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in, and we maybe had like a few prayers. Tiny prayers, basic things that just, it was all right, it was chill. We got to Thursday night. And I don't know what happened Thursday night, but I asked the same question, and I said, yo, anybody got any prayer requests? And one after another, the guys in the circle just began to say things that they were going through, things that they were struggling with, things that they were dealing with. Hey, I need prayer for this. I need prayer for my family. I need prayer for myself. And they just began to list deep things that they were walking through. After everybody pretty much said something, I started to pray. I was like, all right, let's pray about these things. We began to pray in that moment and what happened was is that each student pretty much gave something to God and what happened is as I was praying as I went down the list of every single person's thing every single time I prayed for somebody that person that asked for prayer just began to weep just began to cry. And I'm sorry boys if I'm embarrassing you you don't have to say you went to Mission Peoria it's fine. I'm not going to call anybody out. But every at the end of this prayer I got pretty much to the end and I realized that everyone was crying. <laughs> I was crying. I'm just going to out Derek and Corey. We were crying. We were a hot mess, all right? We were crying. Everyone was crying. And I say this story because in that moment, we had given what we were going through to God, and we trusted him with it. We said, Lord, we need you to take this. We need you to take this burden because we can't hold it anymore. And we gave it to God. And God began to transform our hearts. He began to transform our life. And I'm pretty sure every guy that was in that circle can say they came away different than what they stepped into that circle that night. See, if we let God work in our life, we will come away changed forever. But see, that's the key word in there is we have to let him do it. It starts with us giving it to him. See, there's a scripture verse in James 4, 8 that says this, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. It doesn't say God will draw near to you and then you can draw near to him. No, the first thing that it says is it says, Draw near to him, you. I'm talking to all of you. You draw near to him first, and then he will come next to you. He will draw near to you. See, prayer is an opportunity for your struggles to meet God's power. It's an opportunity for you to give what you're walking through, give it to him, and say, Lord, I need you. Because I can't do it on my own. Can I just tell you and be real honest with you, I don't care how physically strong you are, every single person in this room is weak. Mentally, we are weak. And we cannot live this life on our own. If you think you're gonna walk through this life on your own, you're gonna handle every pain, suffering, hurt that you walk through by yourself, can I tell you? You're doing yourself a disfavor. Because you have a God who loves you so much that died for you and says, I wanna take your burdens so you don't have to carry them. He's, it's a free thing he's asking for. I don't know about you, but I don't wanna carry a burden. I don't wanna carry pain. I don't wanna carry hurt or suffering. There's a scripture here, verse John 15, 5, that says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from Jesus, we can do nothing. We can do nothing without him. Which means every day we need to invite him in. Every day we need to give our pain to him. Every day we need to give our suffering to him. And can I just say, he wants you to give it to him. I think a lot of times we step into this space and we go when we step into church we're like but i'm too broken i've gone through too much i've gone through too much pain i've gone through too much hurt i can't do i no one wants my mess no one wants to hang out with me if people knew what i did it wouldn't end well can i just say he wants you he doesn't care can i tell you he actually already knows so you may as well just give it to him anyway because he already knows he just wants you to give it all to him John 15, 16 says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. See, he chose you. He chose you. God is with you and he chose you. He wants everything from you. But I think the thing we miss a lot is that we don't give it to him. I think a lot of people, we come into church, we come into an environment like this, and, and we, we hear about Jesus. We're like, yeah, I accept my life to Jesus, but then we go and do whatever we want to do. But we forget the part where we need to actually put in some effort. Pop, a lot of people just think church is like, I'll show up on Sunday, and I'm chilling, and I'm good. Oh, God wants so much more from that than just you to show up on a Sunday and act like you care. God wants you to show up and listen. He wants you to show up and enjoy and engage in what he wants to do in your life. Zephaniah 3.17 says, The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his lo- by his love. He will exalt, you over, exalt over you with loud singing. See, God still hears you and feels you even when you don't feel him. Even when you don't feel him, he is with you every single step of the way. I want to share with you a season that I'm going through. I told you at the beginning, I got a season. And a lot of you have known this, maybe if you're new within the last few weeks. uh, Me and my wife, we are walking through a season uh, of trying to have a baby. We want to start a family. We're super excited about this. But uh, a lot of you already know this, but over the last uh, year, we have had two miscarriages in the last year. Trying to have a baby. And my wife, she's had two miscarriages and actually two surgeries on top of it, too, to help us have a child. And every single day I have prayed, Lord, we just want to have a child. We just want to have a kid. We want to start a family. And every day I pray over and over and over again, Lord, if this is your will, let us be able to have this. And it's not easy when you're walking through this season. When we had the first miscarriage, it was hard, so hard. And then we had the then we got pregnant again and we were super excited, but then immediately after that, Miranda's like, it's another miscarriage, and we just knew. And it became so hard to have something just ripped away from you. I don't know if anybody's ever experienced that. I don't know if you've ever had that happen to you before, but it's literally just like somebody just gives you a gift at Christmas and it says, <laughs> psych, and then takes a sledgehammer to it and whacks it. And it's like, Nope, you don't get that anymore. And it really just hurts. And so this past year, we've been having a season of just wanting a child. So I don't know what your season is. I don't know what you're walking through in your journey. I don't know what you're wanting to pray for. I don't know what you're looking for in life. I don't know what you're hoping to get out of life. And maybe, and I believe that tonight, there's a lot of you in this space that are feeling a lot of emotions that you have defined yourself with for so many years. And if you're really honest with yourself in this time and in this space and you allowed God to speak to you in this moment, right here, right now, I'm sure he's put something on your heart already. I'm sure there's something. See, and I believe tonight, God doesn't want you to hold on to it. God doesn't want you to continue walking with this burden on your shoulders. And so we're going to do something like we did last week. And I'm going to give you that opportunity to maybe give it to him. And this is up to you whether you want to engage in this moment, but we're going to sing, the team is going to sing a song, lead us in worship. And I'm going to invite my leaders. If you're a leader in the room, I just want you to get up now and and we're just going to do another prayer. And so our leaders are going to get up and they're going to come up front and it's just a, I'm, we're opening the field up for you. If there's maybe something in your life, man, like me, that I've just been praying for this over and over and over again, God hasn't answered, I haven't seen results. Our leaders are up here. Maybe you met your small group leader last week and you're like, man, I'm going to go talk to him. I'm going to go talk to her. I'm going to ask for them to pray for me. But in this moment, I just want you to try to encounter God for a second. And maybe you've never been in an environment like this. That's Okay. Maybe you don't know what's going on. You're like, this bro's been talking way too long. I don't get anything he's saying. I don't understand anything the band's doing. Like, what is this, a party? What are we, church? Like, I don't know what we're doing. That's okay. The biggest thing is I just want you to encounter God tonight. And that starts with you opening your heart up and going, you know what? I have messed up in life. I got some stuff that I'm praying through or I wish that would be different in my life. Trust me, I wish I would have a kid right now. Could you imagine me with a kid? Exactly. But I wish we would have had a baby back in May if that first uh, first uh, pregnancy would have gone through. We'd have had a four-month-old. So trust me, I'm walking through stuff. Our leaders, they're walking through stuff. So I know y'all are walking through stuff. So I'm going to give you an opportunity tonight for a few minutes to just take a second and be like, yo, I just need some prayer. You can come up and get some prayer. Maybe you don't want to. Maybe that's okay. Maybe you might be embarrassed. That's fine. Maybe you might be scared. That's okay. Maybe it's just you taking a seat somewhere in this room. We got like 1,300 seats in this room. Maybe it's you finding a corner and just being like, yo, I'm going to spend some time with myself and think through my life. and Pray for yourself. Maybe it's you want to stand where you're at. and Maybe it's it's going to be, uh, I'm just going gonna, gonna to look at the lyrics on the screen as they sing and just allow those words to just speak to me. So in this moment, whatever you want to do, we're going to open the floor. But what we're not going to do is be a distraction for somebody else to be able to encounter God tonight. So if you don't want to participate, that's fine. No one's making you. But my encouragement is that you do not distract somebody else from being able to hear from God. So I just want everybody to stand up real quick. I'm going to pray. The team is going to lead us in a song. Maybe it's a song you've heard before. Maybe it's a song you've never heard before. That's okay. Just go with the motions. Go with the flow. But our leaders are up here to pray with you. This is an opportunity for the next five minutes for you and God to have a moment. So let's just pray. Lord, I just thank you for tonight. Lord, I just thank you for the opportunity that you have right now to speak to us. And Lord, I give every single student up to you right now. And Lord, I just say... I pray that they open their hearts to you in this moment, God. Whatever it is that they're walking through, whatever it is that they're dealing with, God, I pray that you just speak to them, you challenge them, Lord, and that you just begin to work inside of them like never before. So God, we give this moment to you and we just say, have your way. And in Jesus' name, amen.